I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, fellow hillbilly horror fans. Since old Merle is still sick and in hospital, I'll... Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Try to replace him until he gets better. I'm Daryl, and I do hope you'll give me a chance to suit you with my narration. Thank you, and let's go. I was on a solo hunt in the Trinities back in 2015. I hiked into a remote area off-trail and set up camp for the night. Laying there in my bag looking up at the stars, I noticed a very faint flash almost imperceptible and at first, I thought it was just my imagination. After a few more flashes, I realized it was some kind of light coming from the ground level and not from up in the sky because I could see the underside of the trees. Light up each time it happened. Thinking it may be a trail, Cam I laid there as still as possible thinking. Maybe movement was triggering it, but it kept happening. Thinking maybe it was on some kind of timer, I started counting to see if the flashes were evenly spaced. The flashes were happening at random intervals. This went on for at least an hour until I finally drifted off to sleep. The next morning, I searched high and low for a trail cam or anything out of the ordinary, 
but found nothing. Still don't really know what it was that I was seeing, but I know there were definitely flashes going off like a camera flash except very faint, but enough to illuminate the bottom side of the branches and the trees around me made me a little uneasy for the rest of the trip. I was playing with my Play-Doh with my sister, and we were having a good time. However, something about our house always felt off. Apparently, all six couples who had lived here previously were divorced, and the same had happened to my mom and dad. But we tried not to think about it too much and focused on our Play-Doh. Suddenly, my sister asked me to go downstairs and get a butter knife. I hesitated for a moment, but then made my way down the stairs. As I looked towards the kitchen, I saw a big looming black shadow. I was frozen with fear and let out a scream before running back upstairs to my sister. She laughed it off and went to get the knife herself. I wasn't the only one who experienced something strange in that house. My brother once felt something like a hand touch him while he was sitting on the edge of his bed. He looked under the bed, but saw nothing there. My mom also saw a shadowy figure next to her bed more than once. At first, she thought it was one of us kids, but when she realized she was alone in the house, she got scared. Despite trying to brush it off, the eerie feeling of the house persisted. Eventually, we decided to move out. The place still gives me the heebie-jeebies, and I can't help but wonder what was really going on in that house. Hunting a day after a snowfall, I stayed out until well after sunset, took what looks like an old logging skid that cuts across a hillside like a trail but sunken enough that it's like a ditch you could drive through. The sides are icy and sparkling in my flashlight and my steps are super crunchy. That's it for that night, but I go back to the same spot the next day, get set up at a natural saddle with many deer tracks and sit. There's clearly an animal trying to move quietly off one side of the ridge so I'm very focused and dying to stand up and take a peek. Sun goes down, coyotes start sounding off, and some dude starts screaming help, then just plain screaming, from the same direction as the coyotes, and it's the same and only direction back to the road. I decided he's either having a freak out or getting torn apart. Either way, I'm waiting to see if it's a deer down there as this is my last day of the season. Eventuality shooting light is over and I decide I don't want to stumble into anything weird like an ambush or crime in progress. Archery season so stupid, no gun rule. So I sit there for another hour to wait it out and maybe kill a coyote. Eventually, I'm frozen and dying to pee. So I quit, and after about an hour in the dark, I strike that same tunnel-like path. The instant I reach it, I can see in my flashlight that there's mountain lion tracks converging from the opposite direction, and going right on top of my prints from yesterday. Mother effer. I can't say he was trailing me the day before, but they look the same exact age. Hair standing up big time. Okay, maybe I almost died yesterday, but I'm definitely fighting a giant cat tonight. Worst thing was the dead still air and my feet making so much noise. That deep bass crunch. Giant full moonlight shining on the snow. World become black and white. Very surreal. Story actually ends uneventfully, but strangely, there was no sign of anyone else by the road. When I was 11, 
I was friends with this girl who lived alone with her mom in this massive old Victorian house. It was gorgeous. Wood floors, fireplaces in every room, and heavy doors with window things at the top. She had told me her house was super haunted, but I figured she only thought that because of how old it was. So we're playing Barbies in her room. It's just her, one other girl, and me. Her mom is across the house sewing. They decide to go into the kitchen and make macaroni and cheese. I want to keep playing, so I stayed alone in her room. I watched them leave the room, and since the door was super heavy, I clearly heard it shut. The floors creaked as they walked into the kitchen. I could faintly hear them talking because the window thing was open above the door. To set the scene, I'm sitting on the floor with my back to the fireplace, doing my Barbie thing. On her mantle, she has like a dozen or so American girl dolls lined up all perfect. About ten minutes go by. I was still playing when I heard the door open. They were back from the kitchen. The girl who lives there immediately lays into me saying, That's not funny. You know I'm freaked out about the house and ghosts. I have no idea what they're talking about. Then I looked at the mantle. Every single one of the doll's arms were in the air. They refused to believe I didn't do it, and I still get goosebumps thinking about it. It was January 14th of this year, 2023. I was on my way to work, so it was approximately 5.30, 5.45 a.m. and was a light rain and dark. I was coming from Hammond, Indiana, heading west on 165th which turns into 159th. I was between State Street and Wentworth Ave in Calumet City, Illinois. So when I saw it, I was now in Illinois after passing State Street. I was in the left lane, and there was only one car in front of me in the right lane. This car was about six car lengths ahead of me. This is a wooded area, and I saw something alongside the car in front of me by the rear. As I said, this is a wooded area, and I am always watching for deer, raccoons, and opossums. I looked harder and watched and thought to myself, is that a deer? It's running fast. Then I realized there was no way it was a deer. It looked bigger. Like I said, it was a light rain, dark, and had my wipers on. I started to speed up because I had no clue what this was at this point. As I got closer, whatever it was went directly behind the car in front of me, suddenly had a huge wingspan and went up and over my car. I talked about it for weeks, telling everyone how it was very unsettling, and it's all I thought about since that morning. I take the same route to work Monday, Saturday, and I'm always on the lookout and haven't seen anything since. It wasn't until months later my sister shared on Facebook that she found out. If you go to Google Maps and search Mothman that the locations of sightings show up at that moment, it all clicked in my head and I literally said out loud, Holy shit, it was F. Mothman. My husband was confused and I showed him her post and he laughed. But from that moment on, I was confident and positive that's what I saw. I work on a fishing boat that gets contracted out by a cannery in the Alaskan Peninsula during the summer. The only bits of civilization out here are canneries and the only way in or out is by boat or airplanes, small airplanes. About a week ago, we were anchored up by a cannery for six days. We were on standby for the whole time and didn't have any orders. Normally, we're decently busy and have some sort of work. During this time, we all start to get really bored. 
We had a hard drive of movies that we powered through. To kill time, we'd sleep a lot. We didn't have a skiff either, so we couldn't get into town. Even if we could get to town, all it had was one store that was open two hours a day and a payphone. We were basically getting cabin fever. Anyways, on the last night we were there, we started to play some Madden 2013 on an Xbox. I was on a little hot streak of winning, so I quit while I was ahead to go smoke a cigarette on deck. On the ocean up here, you can't see many stars because during the summer it stays light out for so long, so you really notice bright lights or stars. Well, I noticed this particularly bright light because it starts to move. I thought to myself it must be a plane, but then it started to move all over the place, vertically, horizontally in circles. I sat there thinking, no, no, that's too weird. But when I was sure this thing was moving, I grabbed another deckhand. I asked, am I crazy or is that light moving really weird? He started to have the same reaction I had. So we both stood there in disbelief. Once I was convinced I wasn't crazy, I got the other deckhands that both were playing Madden at tension. We all stood on deck hooting and hollering like apes. We were like, holy shit, it's a UFO. What the hell is that thing? What? It was kind of funny. But then I got this really weird sinking feeling. Since the whole North Korea thing has been heating up, it crossed my mind. This could be some sort of military thing. After the lights stopped moving in crazy patterns, it looked like it starts to head southeast. I immediately ran inside to grab my phone. Luckily, we have internet on the boat. To message my family, I thought for a minute this light might be a missile headed for the West Coast. I told my family I loved them, nothing to suspicious. I didn't want to scare them, and if it wasn't a missile, I didn't want to sound paranoid. I knew that if a missile did hit anywhere in the United States, I'd have a very high chance of living because these boats are very sustainable. Besides having to fuel up there is lots of food aboard and lots of tools to fix any problems. We could go for months, maybe years on our own. After a minute, the light stopped moving. The other deckhands kept saying it was moving, but I wasn't seeing it. I realized we all must have been staring at the TV for too long, and our eyes were probably just adjusting to the outside. We all laughed it off. I didn't tell anybody I thought it was a missile because that thought sort of shook me up a little. So out where I live, it's just outside of a town nestled at the bottom of mountains for your information I live in Australia, and it's not too secluded. Since I live with my family, and you'll generally come across someone's property every 500 meters. But there are some stretches where you won't see a house for a km. One night, my mom and I are coming home pretty late at night, and we, we're just talking and listening to the radio. We come around a corner, and we both saw this creature that I still don't know what it is till this day. But it had the body the size of a medium dog, mangy-looking black fur, and almost abnormally large head. Big green eyes, which was the first thing I noticed. But most weirdly and almost impossibly long and thin neck, like it shouldn't be able to support the large head. My mother and I are cussing like sailors at this point and make a U-turn around to get a better look at it. And within 10 seconds, there was no trace of it. Normally, I'd brush this off as probably a wild dog, but the body just didn't look like a dig. And it was too big for a cat, even a wild one. The real scary part is that my family, and I have seen that maybe two to three times now, almost exclusively late at night, 
However, my so's father has said that he's also seen it twice, once at night and once at daytime, and I get the feeling we're not the only people in town to have seen it. When I was maybe 14, my friend and I were walking the paths in the woods behind his house, and most of the year there was the lake, really just a big puddle, maybe 20 feet across, five feet deep, and more or less stagnant with a path that went around one edge of it with the path continuing on the other side. This particular day, we went that way, and the lake was empty and dry, not that it was full the previous day. Maybe it was a drought or just the time of year or whatever, not the spook part. There was a yellow tent, all ripped up and only partially standing, with broken camping gear near it, Coleman lantern camp stove, that sort of thing. Again, this was maybe 1,500 feet back in the woods in a medium-sized town in Massachusetts. The spooky part was that in front of the tent, there were symbols carved very, very precisely in the dirt. Of you've seen a dried place that's usually underwater, you know the sort of hard, smooth dirt that the mud dried into. The symbols weren't drawn, like with a stick. They were maybe an inch deep and had sharp, clean edges like a trenching machine might dig but an inch wide and a inch deep. A couple years later, I found myself a copy of the lesser or greater, Key of Solomon, and I got... Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Chills. I didn't recognize any of the symbols in particular, but they were certainly in the same vein. I saw a gray wolf-type animal just standing on its hind legs on a sandbar up the river about 1,000 foot away. I watched it for at least two minutes. I thought it was a man or that I was seeing things, but it turned and I saw the profile of its long nose, and I ran for my life. My dog did, too. The whole time I was running up out of that mountain valley, I was convinced. I was dead. I was pretty far out. And I never went back. I was at my summer house in the Swedish archipelago, and while it's not that secluded, it's quite sparsely populated. Anyways, one night I was out taking a piss before going to bed, and then I hear a baby crying out. At first I thought it was one of the kids from the house down the hill. Then I looked at that house and noticed that there was no car parked up front and no signs of someone being home. I did not get much sleep that night. In April of 2015, I moved to Junction City, Kansas after recently being married in March of that same year. 
I married quick and young to be with my partner at the time while he was stationed at Fort Riley, Kansas. I was born and lived my life before this time on the East Coast, so moving to the middle of the country was a huge change in my life. I was a senior in college, and I left before graduating to go be with him. He told me that it was not a real relationship unless I was living with him. Even though I have family kind of spread out throughout the states, I did not have any family in Kansas or in the nearby states. The first few months of living in Kansas was a shock to my system. The person that I married changed drastically, and I felt like I did not know the person I just decided to move halfway across the country to be with. The relationship quickly became abusive, and as the months went by, I was scared and felt that I was trapped. I could not reach out to talk to anyone about what was going on. I would be threatened and with his stature of being in the military and that no one would believe me. My family was also threatened during this time. If I reached out to them, either I would get hurt or they would. The only reason I mention this part of the story is to provide some background details that I think are important for the real story in this comment. I felt like I had nowhere to go. And on nights where I did not want to be home, I would get in my car and drive to a nearby lake. The lake was called Milford Lake, and it provided me comfort since I grew up near a town with that same name. When I did not feel safe, I would go to this lake and would look at the stars. If I tried to go to a hotel or motel, my cards would be traced, and he would go there looking for me. I first was introduced to this lake when we were required to go to this mandatory fun outing for his workplace. Since then, I'd always go to the same spot. Depending on how you were getting to the lake, there were two ways to get to this spot. The way I would typically go would take me on a drive over a dam that was high up. On one side, there was the lake, and on the other was land and a couple more spots of water. It was a long, straight ride, and I would turn left to go down this slightly slanted, rocky road that led down to this area that led into a circle. There was covered picnic seating on the right when driving by and there was a little playground on the left in the circle of the small rock path, and parking was usually more forward. There was a bench that I would always sit at. This was a great spot to look over the water. To the left, you could see the dam with the road that was used to get there. Looking more left, you could see some small wooden areas that were far off and were at the base of the dam. Looking to the right was water and lots of trees. This area was not lit at night. And to be fair, I was not supposed to be there after a certain time. I was told only once by a park ranger to leave. But other than that, the area was pretty isolated when the sun would go down. On one night in the year 2016, I did not want to go home. After work and after picking up some food, went to the lake to watch the sunset. I did this often and would take time to calm down and enjoyed being by myself in the quiet. There was a couple other people nearby in their cars, but left once the sun went down. At this point, I went for a drive to kill some time until it got darker. I never have seen the stars so clearly as I did in Kansas. I really love this about the area. Around almost midnight, I drove back to the lake and drove down the small rocky path, past the picnic area on the right, past some parking spaces, and parked about five feet to the left of the bench that I would sit at. In my car, I had a blanket that I would use to put down on the ground to lay down to look at the sky, so I grabbed that and walked to an area that was about 10 feet away from my car to the right. 
and laid down the blanket on the cement ground. I did not like to go into the grassy area in the middle of the circle cause the ground would dip in places and I did not want bugs crawling on me. Every 10 minutes or so, I would sit up and would look around, checking to see if there were any cars or animals. Even if I didn't hear anything, I would just scan the area and would go back to sitting or laying down to check out the sky. About 40 minuets into stargazing, I had an uneasy feeling and sat up. Once again, I scanned and didn't see or hear anything, so I started to look at the sky again. Only a few seconds after looking at the sky, I felt that feeling again, but it was stronger. I stood up and looked around the area this time, and I left, far away near the base of the dam with the road on it. I noticed some movement. At this point, I was not scared, but became cautious of that. I've encountered deer in this area before and believe that this was probably one of those instances. The wooded area was also far away, and because of the distance, I did not feel like it was a threat. Even if it was a coyote or something similar, I told myself that I would look back over once the song that was playing on my phone was done and would adjust from there and sat back down. Before the song could finish, I felt something that I haven't felt before. My stomach dropped and I felt fear. True fear. And as soon as I went to grab my phone, I heard clear as day. Moo. I jumped to my feet and immediately looked to the base of the dam near the wooded area to my left. A figure that I noticed was closer than it was before. And at this moment, I knew that it was coming for me. But that it appeared to be on a beeline to where I was. The amount of distance that this figure covered in the short amount of time startled me. And I quickly grabbed the blanket and bundled it up with my right hand inside of it and started unhooking my keys from my belt buckle to hold in my left. I started power walking to my car. For some reason, I did not run. I did not want to run and let whatever it was coming out of the woods to see that I noticed it. While trying to present as much as a clam demeanor as I could, I focused on my car and did not want to look at what was in the distance. That is when I heard the sounds of rocks being stepped on that were not my own. Once again, the area that I last noticed, the figure was in a grassy area and it was about halfway from the base of the dam in my car. The fact that I heard something on the gravel meant that it traveled over 75% of the distance from the dam and was now almost equal distance from where I was to the car. My car was in the middle and we were both walking right towards each other. I looked up to gauge where the animal was and what I saw was not an animal. I do not remember seeing any fine details of the figure. It was completely white and in my memory, it was tall and walked very rigidly. I cannot recall any face structure or even clothes. I do not know how to convey the feeling of dread and terror that I felt in that moment. Even as I type this, my heart hasn't slowed and I had to take a few breaks and come back. I quickly looked at my car and started to almost run to my car's door. While I was approaching my car's door, I could see the figure in the corner of my eye and noticed that it was still moving the same way as it was doing before. It did not make any sounds. It did not break into a run. It did not lunge at me. I threw the items I was holding into the back once I opened the door and turned on my car. As soon as my headlights turned on, the figure was within 10 feet of my car and was in front of it. I threw my car into reverse, and while backing up, I saw that the figure now broke into what appeared to be a run toward me. 
I pressed on the gas and took a left to go back up the rocky path that I used to get down. And while I was driving up the path, I looked in the review mirror and could see that this figure was now running after my car. I still do not recall anything that the figure was wearing. As soon as I got up the rock path and was on the road, I drove as fast as I could to get away from that area. And when I looked back, I did not see the figure. That night, I did not go home. I didn't know what to do and had a massive breakdown while shaking in my car and crying. I drove straight to a Walmart that was over two hours away and stayed in the parking lot until morning. I thought that I was having a moment of psychosis from all the stress that I was going through in this time in my life. I have played this over in my head countless times and still am not sure what happened that night. I never felt that feeling of terror again and now I never go anywhere alone late at night. For years I have had nightmares of that white figure following me from the woods. I genuinely could not explain it and thought that I was crazy. It didn't feel normal, and I never spoke about it until a few years ago to my partner. He told me to look up Killer Clowns in 2016 and said that the area that I was in at the time had sightings. I don't remember what the figure I saw was and even if it was a person. That means that they were standing at the base of a dam late into the night and waited by themselves for a person to be alone. I also couldn't make sense of the distance that was covered in that short amount of time. It was very difficult for me to write this story. This was the most terrifying moment of my life, and I can't make sense of it. I no longer live in Kansas and am no longer married. That being said, I still do not feel safe when alone in nature. At friend's house. Friend was in garage, working on dirt bike. Driveway empty because parents left a while ago. Go inside to grab a soda, but decide to look for his cat, who I haven't seen all day. I walk into the office, and as I'm calling her name, a deep man's voice goes meow right into my right ear. I jump and run around the main floor, looking for who said that. Didn't find anyone. Late one night. As a weary trucker, I found myself taking a shortcut down an unfamiliar highway due to an unexpected detour. The road stretched on endlessly, and an eerie sense of foreboding gnawed at me as I drove deeper into the darkness. I knew I had to stay vigilant, for the stories of this cursed highway were whispered among truckers, and I was now amidst the very road that fueled their fears. Couldn't shake the feeling of being watched as I navigated through the ghostly stretch of road. The haunting silence was only broken by the faint hum of my truck's engine and the distant echoes of past accidents that seemed to linger in the air. My knuckles turned white as I gripped the steering wheel tighter, hoping to reach familiar ground soon. Suddenly, movement caught my eye, and I glanced out the window. There, just a few yards ahead, something crossed the road. My heart leaped into my throat as I caught sight of the cryptid that stood before me. The figure was short, about 130 centimeters, and its gaze was fixed intently upon me. Its grayish-green pallor sent shivers down my spine, and large, dark, pupil-less eyes stared into my soul. The creature's head and body were covered in heavy skin folds, giving it an appearance that was both otherworldly and ancient. A thin beard adorned its face, making it seem as if it were an elderly being, bearing the weight of countless years. To my astonishment, 
another figure soon emerged beside the first one. This second entity was slightly shorter and appeared younger, but they both shared a resemblance to aged gnomes. They communicated in gestures and low murmurs, and it was as if time itself had twisted around them. My heart raced, and I slammed on the brakes, bringing the truck to a screeching halt. Fear and disbelief washed over me as I struggled to comprehend what lay before my eyes. Had exhaustion and the stories of this haunted highway played tricks on my mind, but the clarity of the sight before me was undeniable. I sat frozen in my seat, my breath quickening as I watched the two enigmatic beings. The seconds ticked by, feeling like an eternity, and then, just as mysteriously as they had appeared, they dissolved into thin air leaving me alone on the endless road once more. My mind reeled as I tried to process the surreal encounter. Was I losing my mind, or had I truly witnessed something inexplicable? The haunted stretch of highway seemed to mock me, revealing its secrets and taking them away just as quickly. I knew I had to share my encounter, but who would believe me? After a restless night, I finally made it to my destination, my mind burdened with the weight of the inexplicable event. As days passed, I kept replaying the encounter in my mind, searching for answers in vain. 